Park that ass on the chair. Turn the TV set on. Because the informers today have got something going on. Yeah, people, welcome back to Need More Info, a podcast for the world of movies, video games, and TV shows. And I'm not going to lie, I'm actually quite happy with how the intro song worked, to be honest, because I has actually worked quite well. But yeah, no, it's uh, lovely to have you back here today, people. Obviously, you know, this is episode 42. Yay, we're coming close to 50 now, people. How awesome is that going to be? I'm just going to lower my PC settings because I do not want people to hear what's going on on my computer, all those uh, notification sounds out there. So how is everybody doing today out in the world? It's um, it's lovely and grey in the UK, so that's how it is. Um, hopefully you all enjoyed our last episode with favourite content creators. That was a very difficult episode, but a very fun episode indeed. It's um, Yeah, and obviously, you know, definitely go check out those people. They're absolutely brilliant. But before we do that, I've got to bring back my co-host for today to give them that lovely, lovely introduction. I am talking about Fergus and James. How are you guys doing today? Hello once again. Yeah, no, it's been good. I uh, haven't been, been here for a while. Uh, not a huge amount going off me, but what we'll say is I did, I did finally get around to watching Bullet Train over the weekend. I would say if you like films like Smoking Aces, we like your... Um, just silly action films. It's worth it's, it's worth a watch. I liked it. Yes, I've heard the um heard the heard the movie. It's just a it, it's literally just a, a roller coaster ride. Throughout the, it just doesn't stop. Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's just your typical kind of well. I say your typical. I think Smoking Aces is is probably good kind of comparison for it. Um, different films, but good comparison. Uh, very much comedy. Very much comedy action film. Oh yeah, no, I, th- it's, I think it's definitely. I think I'm definitely gonna give that a watch of the weekend. Give that a watch of the weekend to be honest, because uh, again, there's so much coming out now. Because obviously we've got Black Adam, uh, we've got um, Black Panther next week, which is going to be awesome. So that's you know, what kind of forever's out next week. There's just so much coming and more video games. Uh, how, how about yourself, Fergus? How what have you been playing or watching recently? Uh, still playing Halo Infinite. Um, how are you finding it? Uh, good, good. It's quite a good casual shooty game i think i'm approaching about 90 hours in it now um i'm not bored yet so there must be something about it uh also still trying to work my way through chaos head noah uh the visual novel it's quite good i'm still undecided about it because i think it's about to take a massive swerve on me but yeah yeah uh what else i've been doing uh, watched an anime called Romantic Killer uh, on Netflix, which is a girl gamer who's de- basically trying to avoid, like, I guess, romantic social relationships. Uh, meets a potato wizard who decides that that's not going to happen. It's quite funny, to be honest. Come on, potato wizard, <laughs> you know, it's, Jesus Christ! Like, it's a lot cuter and funnier than. You, it, it sounds i've made it sound but i would check that out as well if you on Netflix. i mean i do have to say you know the whole anime stuff because we haven't actually really discussed this on the podcast yet how was chainsaw man i've only seen episode one i kind of want it to get a bit ahead so i can watch more than 20 minutes at a time so i've also watched quite uh, read quite a lot of the manga so i think I'm somewhat up to date with it anyway. I kind of yeah, I don't I don't want to watch it and then get to a point where it's halfway through a massive battle and then get cliffhangered and then have to wait like 3 weeks because of my diary. So I, I might wait I'm, for it to uh... fit mostly finish before really going at it. 
but the first episode was good. I think I'm definitely the same in regards to like I with my hair academia. I watch the first episode of the season and I know where it's going. And I'm not gonna lie, usually with animes in their first episode in 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 a season, they usually have like a reintroduction episode. Like mm. they usually how it plays out. Not in my hair academia, they went straight into the war. They were like, nah, fuck it, it's war, violence, everything. They were just like, fuck it, let's just do it. And I thought it was brilliant. Like, you know, um, they do have like a slight, you know, callback to the previous season, but it ties into this current season, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, so that's my anime I've been watching. So I'm gonna add Chainsaw somewhere into my list. Uh, I I do want to watch Doctor Stone eventually as well. That's another one on my list I want to watch. Uh, yeah. Um, but James, uh, obviously you talk about um, you know, uh, films you watched. Uh, you've been playing any many games lately? Yeah, the, the big one I'm playing. I'm not sure if I mentioned it last from here or maybe it was afterwards. The big one I'm playing at the moment is uh, Terra Invicta. So it's a strategy game by was it's kind of an early access on Steam. It's a strategy game made by the people who made the Long War mods on XCOM and XCOM 2. It, I thoroughly recommend it. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty addicted to it, I'll be honest. Nice. Nice. I, uh, I'm i playing Gotham Knights. So uh, I know we were actually talking on the podcast last week about um, when you eventually play that game, I'd like to get, hear your opinions on that because obviously you're a big fan of Origins. Uh, so obviously yeah. it's... Um, it's pretty much a lot of the development team have left since Origins, so that's understandable because it's a long time ago. But like, I'm playing it at the moment. A lot of people have been really harsh at like people have been getting it four out of tens, and I completely disagree with those ratings. Like, I will say, I give it a six right now, which is good. Which is good. Like, you know, a six isn't bad. A six isn't amazing, but I do think like um, the animations are stunning. Like, they they don't have the Arkham combat style, which is slightly frustrating. It's a, it's just more like you know standard um, beat 'em up. But each character has a unique fighting style, which is awesome. Uh, the flowing combat for each character works quite well. Red Hood, I'm not, I'm the one that's I'm least up with at the moment because he's very chunky, clunky fighting. Whereas the others are more like quick and acrobatic with their all their weapons. And Red Hood simply just punches with his guns in his fists. It's sort of like weird, in, weird in my opinion. The city has a lot of side quests, which is quite cool. Um, and the story's getting interesting because I know obviously you you like the Court of Owl, James. So obviously you know that it, that's part of the storyline. With this, I'm I'm not I haven't completed the story yet. I just know that's what's going on. They've been introduced now. There's another element which has been introduced, so it's an interesting dynamic. And the whole thing is like you know who's going to take up the mantle. I have my favorite at the moment. I'd um I'm split between Nightwing and uh, uh sorry Dick Grayson and Tim Drake. Uh, the current Robin, because I think like there's some interesting aspects there. But yeah, no, I'm I'm quite enjoying it. Um, there are there are guys who as well. I'm definitely looking forward to you playing it, so maybe we can have a discussion later down the line and get our opinions on it. Uh, I can say the environmental combat you could definitely tell is built for more than one player because it's very wide rooms, like you know. Whereas in, you know, an Arkham is very compact and everything at points. Even in the city when you were fighting, it was compact. Whereas this one seems like it was built for more than one player. So that's one of the other critiques I have for it. But I'm really enjoying it so far. And the voice acting is really good as well. So yeah, that's that's what I've been playing really at the moment. About your point about the rooms being too wide, I've heard rumours that they are working on or are about to introduce a co-op to four-player co-op mode. So I know they had two-player. Uh, I know yeah. they had that. Uh, and I believe they have been working on four, which is interesting. I do like that concept. One frustration I have read about is the fact that like, if you want to go to another room, like, you know, in a game, sometimes you just press A, the door opens. Mm -hmm. In Gotham Knights, you have to hold the button down to let the door open. 
and mm. but you can't go to another room until everyone's with you right. so you can't you can't go further right. along in the environment which is and, and frustrating a bit but the thing is that yeah. this game's been developed for so long now i presume that you know you could kind of understand probably that's going to happen mm. hopefully this doesn't happen when it comes to suicide squad later down the line which i don't think it will i think, I think that's going to be completely different because there is again that's another um you know co-op design based game from what i'm understanding so yeah i'm just wondering how that will play out but yeah no that's that's pretty much i've been playing playing about the plague tale god of war is next week so i cannot wait for that uh next wednesday the boy drops again so uh really looking forward to that and uh yeah that's just um that's my gaming side as well but people the lovely introductions are out of the way you you've come for the you've come for the lovely lovely uh topical discussions we'll be doing today the uh what we're going to be doing today, people, so obviously last week we did favorite content creators. This week we, we're getting into the cooler seasons now. We're getting into the more, com- more comfortable seasons. In December, we're going to be giving you our um, comfort TV shows, video games, and movies. What we like to go to to just, you know, make ourselves feel better. But in November, we're doing something different. We're going to try and get some other topics out of the way. We've been discussing this one for a while. James was actually the one who brought this uh, uh, topic up. It is... Favorite TV shows of all time, our favorite shows of all time, or what we really enjoy. Uh, so when it comes to this, though, the way to look at it is we're going to be doing another topic coming up soon, which is favorite game soundtracks. I believe that will be coming out next week. I'm uh, possibly thinking next week or the week after. So that might be an idea. And we may be having a special guest on that episode, which will be quite fun. See how that plays out. And then we'll maybe uh, we'll uh, do an, we'll maybe we'll have another topical discussion, like actually get into a good discussion before we get to December, and then we'll be doing the favorite year, favorite lists of the year, the top lists of the year as we at the end of December and early January. But for today, people, we are doing our favorite TV shows. What what we what we like to put at the top of our list. Now we've had a discussion about this, and what we thought is that you know sometimes when you do, we've had we've done favorite lists in the past with movies and TV shows. We don't want to put all those episodes on our list again because it would just be very simple to do. So what we've decided to do is um, we, I'm gonna, we're going to have some honorable mentions as well. We won't be going into a huge uh, discussion on those, but we'll be talking about what our favorite TV shows are. You may hear some from previous episodes, but if you, this is your first episode, it won't matter anyway. So yeah, I think it's time that we get into our favorite TV shows. What do you guys think? Absolutely. Well, let's talk about TV. Right. Let's do it then. So, right. We're going to be doing honorable mentions first. So just to get off the bat, front off the bat, guys, do you have any honorable mentions yourselves? Uh, I guess. I guess. I mean, J- James nodded, realizing it's oh, a okay. audio just podcast. Really, really, yeah, well, you move on. So, okay, yeah. so let's uh, let, let's start with the man who realizes that this is an audio podcast at first when he, when he nods his head. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, he didn't really need, he didn't really need much more than a yes. It's good, you know. That's yeah, good. that is true. I mean, that is true. Honorable, honorable, honorable mentions. Uh, only one, and the only reason it's an honorable mention, because it would actually be right at the top of my list, is because it is, it is a sitcom, and we've already did our top five TV sitcoms in a previous podcast. So that's the only reason why I've left it as an honourable mention, and that is Bojack Horseman. That is the best TV show of all time. Wow, and it's and only in your honourable mentions list. That's interesting. I don't want to put. Uh, I don't want to put. I don't want to put entries that I've done on previous podcasts on my list. Well, I'm definitely not going to be following that rule myself. Um, but I probably won't talk about those episodes. Probably shows as much in this episode but yeah no with bojack horseman though i still do need to go back to that to be honest i do still need to finish that show oh, it's really good. It. 
at least twice, probably. I've seen some seasons three or four times. I'm probably going to do another run for the next year. Um, yeah, amazing show. Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, I've heard it. I've heard it's brilliant. It has a brilliant ending as well. I've heard. Right. So, Fergus, we're going to pop along to your honorable mentions now. Uh, I thought that seeing as we haven't mentioned this show before, and it is quite very ubiquitous, uh, The Simpsons still going. Have basically grown up with it. It is always on. It is always relevant. Or Simpsons have done everything basically by this point. Um, See, I'm not keeping up with it day by day, but like there is enough of it that you could probably watch it for the rest of your life and not get bored. I mean, we've got a definite anime from it now. I did see that. Uh, that all leads into further discussion. <laughs> I mean, it is in its like what 35th, 36th season now, if I'm correct. Something nuts, yeah, yeah. And they could predict the future, which is just another thing in itself. Like, not all scary. of those are legit. Some of them are legit. Not some people have started taking clips from The Simpsons and editing them and turning them into memes. So. I mean, that Trump <laughs> thing was pretty legit, to be honest. Like, uh, you know, if you pay attention, you probably could have seen that coming ten years ago. Yeah, that is true. Unfortunately, to think that. Uh, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Like, I don't have that on my list of fortune, but yeah, The Simpsons is. You know, I always saw The Simpsons as like you know the episode where it was like that and Fresh Prince. Those were my two nightly watches after i finished school a lot of the time mm, yeah same so probably on to my honorable mentions uh got three shows we'll talk about them briefly first one is suits guys heard of suits before heard of suits oh. only because of megan markle i've not got actually got around to watching it <laughs> uh so yeah so basically it's about a guy who's like a college dropout uh but he has an eidetic memory so and he was actually in harvard and uh, uh the main guy a uh, harvard specter hires him mike ross to work at his firm and yeah, it's just the antics they issue there. But the thing is, though, because he's not a lawyer, the first few seasons basically deal with the fact that he isn't and he should be because he's uh, pretending to be a lawyer at a law firm. And uh, it actually includes also um, Gina Torres, who uh, is very famous from Firefly back in the day. So, yeah, it's a, it's a brilliant show. Uh, highly recommend it. It's on ne- all the episodes are on Netflix, nine seasons. Had a good ending as well, I think. Like, I think for, you know, these sorts of shows, it had a shorter final season which I think always works sometimes, you know, give them a final season just to wrap things up. It's just a really good show. I really enjoy it. And and the, and the two main actors have an amazing chemistry. And then just like the other actors that come on as well. Also, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, um, there's a, there's a phrase on the show. Let's, let's, let's get lit, you know, with two T's. I know it's very, it's very funky. Uh, it's, it's just a funny f- phrase on the show. So that's my first one to mention. The next one is Band of Brothers. So obviously you guys have definitely heard of this show. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously came out. In, now this makes me feel. Oh, this show came out in two thousand one. Now, obviously this obviously this is coming after uh, Saving Private Ryan, uh, and it's from Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. It's by the hundred and first Airborne Division. A lot of famous actors in this show as well. You know, you have um, uh, Kirk Avocado, uh, Michael Curtis, who was in uh, Walking Dead. Eric Gomez, Scott Grimes, you know, Damien Lewis, who went on to like, you know, Homeland and um, Billions, you know, David Schwimmer, even even Colin Hanks is in the show. The amount of actors is just shocking, which I was very, very weirded out by when I first ever watched the show. But, you know, it's only 10 episodes long, but the amount of effort they put into the show was just ridiculous. I I know the Pacific came after the show, but I just haven't really... um, I don't know, I just haven't really, uh, I never really got into it, to be honest. Like, it, it just wasn't, just really wasn't a thing for me. <coughs> Excuse me, people. And I know they're actually doing a 
new sequel show called Masters of the Air, which is about the um, United States Air Force. So um, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna give that one a watch when it comes out. But yeah, no, brilliant show about World War Two and their invasion of Normandy, starting off there, going up to all the way to the adventures of um, certain uh, uh, fortresses in uh, in in Germany. Let's just say, to be honest. So yeah, that's uh, Banner Brothers. My final one is uh, now. I definitely know you guys have heard of this show. I don't know about James though, if he actually watches himself, but. Battlestar Galactica. So, not seen it. Brilliant show. Uh, I think this is sort of like I will say it sort of dipped off at the end because it became it had like a. Uh, did you watch Battlestar Galactica, Fergus? Uh not a huge amount of it. Not all of it. Bits of it, I think. Okay, yeah, because basically, like the show started. The, the premise is like is a uh, human colonies. Uh, Twelve colonies um, are attacked by the machines that they built. Sort of like they come back from the uh, the dead, essentially. Like they thought they beat them off. But the robots now appear as humans. A lot, some of them do. So they've infiltrated society. Uh, they nuke every world. So lit- literal genocide. There's like forty thousand, like one hundred and forty thousand humans left at the start, or something like that. And it's just their journey to find Earth, which is the legendary thirteenth colony. So I kind of predicted the end of the show, to be honest. Back in the day, uh, I was kind of frustrated that I did. Also, it had sort of like a religious aspect, which did frustrate me towards the end. Like, I still don't understand half what happened at the end. But when the first show first came out, the actual combat of the show, like the actual characters, like, you know, the, the depths the, the stories went to was brilliant. And it, it, ha- it, it portrayed like characters on both sides as well. Like, you know, the villains and the, the heroes, well, villains in a gray area. And it, it was just a great show. And also we never, I think it was like, you know, the first big sci-fi show to come out of like the early 2000s. Cause this was like t- December, 2003, this premiered. Going back now, the CGI isn't amazing because, you know, it's 20 years ago now. But for a TV show, stunning. And I rewatched it again this year. It's still still a brilliant show. So, uh, and has the, the, it was, the score was composed by Bear McCreary. And uh, obviously, he's uh, very famous for doing a lot of other TV shows right now, such as Rings of Power and uh, God of War. So, yeah, no, um, there's my honorable mentions. Uh, we are now going to flip it back to James for his uh, first on his top list. Yep, so earlier I was talking about uh, action films. It's, not, it's, not, it's definitely not a silly action film, like I mentioned earlier. Well, it's not a film at all, it's a TV show. But I talked about my, that I did very much do, very much enjoy my action flicks. And this is basically a series of action flicks in serial form. And every season is essentially 24 action flicks. For fuck's sake, okay. Ha 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 ha. So it's it's not a joke, dude. It's not a joke, dude. It's just it's just a play on words. But yeah, it's uh, twenty four uh, with with Jack with uh, Keith Sutherland as uh, Jack Bauer himself. It's uh, I love absolutely love that show in the two uh, thousands. Um, had all the box sets. Watched them all probably a couple of times each. At least it's um, I really like the evolution of Jack. The fact Jack Bauer goes on as well, and the fact they they're not afraid in that show to. It's not your typical action flick in that like it's happy ending it's very much not and they do things in that show which you, you, you don't you, you don't expect um it's quite older so i might i might just have a, a little spoiler for one of the seasons yeah, yeah, go ahead, some, yeah. um they fail at, at one point just to demonstrate this at one point they fail jack Bauer fails to avoid a nuke going off so it's uh it's it's, it's really it's, it's a really good show it, it, You'd be quite unexpected at times. It doesn't go as you expect quite often. 
has a very uh, Jack Ryan because I, I I remember seeing the sum of all fears back in the day the uh, the film which was the Tom Clancy novel Jack Ryan and same thing happens there nuke goes off like uh, which caught me off guard when it happened um I've seen the first few seasons of Twenty Four I do think I need to go back because I. Uh, I've heard it's a brilliant show and has a great cast in it. So, yeah, definitely look forward to that. Um, I think they completely missed uh, 24 when it first came out. But when everyone was going, it was one of these first shows where first, like, where everyone would constantly go on about it. You have to watch 24 hours, you know, like The Wire or other such shows. But we, I think I kind of misunderstood the concept and it would the camera would exclusively follow jack for 24 hours which meant six of the episodes would be him asleep and it, maybe two of the episodes were him eating in wow. the 24 run yeah. series <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't watch it uh and still never have and um, probably won't at this rate but <laughs> It's good show. I mean, it definitely has its issues, but it's worth looking past those issues and just having fun with the um, with the action of what it is. Yes. Going on to, going on to your... Going on to me. <laughs> so for my first pick of shows, we... Uh, Death Note. How can you not mention Death Note? Um, Especially since we only just talked about The Simpsons very briefly. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought we might as well, since it is now there is a Simpsons episode entirely based around it. Uh, Death Note was first written in 2003 uh, and serialised in Shonen Jump, because of course, for about three years, um, and was turned into the famous anime shortly afterwards. Uh, so this, in case you have somehow managed to miss Death Note, is an anime about a disaffected high school student, Light Yagami, uh, who finds a mysterious notebook, which uh, if he writes anyone's name in, they die. So he becomes, uh, I guess, a serial killer, and it turns into a sort of cop, cat and mouse type um, show. Uh, but, oh my god, is it tense? And it's just the actual just oh yeah no it it does this sort of um it's a crime cop cat and mouse thing just unbelievably well um like and there's lots of supernatural elements and it's just like you don't know what's going on quite a lot of the time who's gonna are they get is he gonna get discovered is he not do you want him to get discovered to you know um i say the fact the simpsons are now doing it there's two three attempts at live action films um it's become a very mainstay staple of the anime world especially in the west like it it's kind of like if you know anime at all you will have seen death note almost certainly well then i i i i've seen bits of death note i've never actually fully watched the show myself but i have heard it's very good but again there's just so many shows to watch nowadays um yeah it, it's definitely on the list to be honest yeah, it's only 37 episodes, and I think it is pretty much available basically anywhere. I think Adult Swim have the US rights, but I'm sure it's Netflix by now. Crunchyroll have the license as well. So Studio Madhouse, uh, which is the same people who are doing Chainsaw Man, I believe. Oh, nice. Awesome source. Right then, uh, going along to my number five, we are going to talk about... Uh, what what show should I pick first? I think you know we'll talk about Game of Thrones. 
because obviously this is not in running order people we're not you know choosing like one to five or one it's just like what our favorite shows are yeah game of thrones like when the show first came out i'm not gonna lie i wasn't hugely into it at first because it was it was quite slow when i first started watching it and also i realized when the show first came out i i was still in university which i realized how old the show is now i was in my final year of uni um being it's a brilliant show um obviously you know the controversy of the ending is still frustrating because a group of us got together including Chaz from this podcast and Jordan I got together to watch the final season which is really frustrating but uh going up to that point I know a lot of people like have have their own cutoff points now for that show where they just stop watching it's a it's a stunning show a, a masterful accomplishment of what they actually did with that with the, the also it was the most expensive tv show at the end of its creation until like you know, Stranger Things came out and everything, The Mandalorian. But what they did, what they put into the show, the narrative twist and everything, the, you know, the the fact that you could, the fact that every time you watch an episode, you would go into work or you get to a group of friends, and you would have that Monday, or Monday or Tuesday where you would talk about the show. You know, it became it became the modern day water cooler uh, discussion show. It brought that about for the 2010s and. You know, obviously we have House of the Dragon now, which is a prequel to the series, but Game of Friends was a precursor. And I love the fact in House of the Dragon, they didn't even give a shit about creating a new theme song. They just used the same theme song because it's just a, such a powerful piece. And we got so many good characters from it. We got, And, you know, it had a, had a very dark subject matter at times. The battles were stunning. You know, Battle of the Bastards and everything. And, you know, the, obviously the final season's battles were quite frustrated. But up until that point, stunning show amazing cast also you know gave us many memes which i thought was brilliant uh and yeah we i i i don't know everything about the show just like john snow but i uh definitely know i love this show so yeah that's my uh that's my number or well my first pick for my favorite so we're gonna throw it back to james now for his next one so i did mention that i wasn't going to include sitcoms because we did a top five sitcoms beforehand but this one is a comedy show. It is a sketch show. It is my favourite sketch show of all time. And that is Fats Mitchell and Redlock. Honestly, well, a lot of sketch I think a lot of sketch shows are quite hit and miss. But I think majority I think majority of Mitchell and Webb's sketches are hits. And it's just a, an absolute riot from start to finish. So iconic, a lot of those sketches as well. And if you're bored on a on any particular day or you just want some, something, you know, to pick yourself up. Search for one of Mitchell and Webb's sketches on YouTube. They're pretty much universally fantastic. Nice. I, I've seen. You know, I, I think the the most famous one I've probably seen is the the Nazi sketch from them. That's probably the, that is the Mitchell and Webb show. If I'm correct, oh, yeah. The, the Gummer Nazi. Yes, I believe that's it. Correct. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely inspired by me. <clears throat> oh God, damn it, James. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, I, 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 those very smart, very talented comedians. Um, definitely go check out. Uh, um, what's her Webb's first name again? Robert. Robert Webb. Yeah. Uh, just Google people on the internet. Uh, Flash Dance Robert Webb. Uh, it is a hilarious dance sequence. That's where I actually first, you know, truly saw him from. I saw uh, um, uh, David Mitchell on like you know uh, the Big Fat Quiz of the Year. That's where I mainly saw him first, and then. I've seen a few of those uh, Mitchell Webb sketches since then, but that's awesome. Thanks. I've met uh, Robert Webb. Um, I happened to be on the set of a um, Churchill uh, commercial where he was harassing lollipop ladies, maybe. I think this is a while ago. But yeah, I, I, I have met him briefly. Um, 
I <laughs> possibly a story for another time. Um, also, correction: uh, Chainsaw Man is Mappa, not Madhouse. Okay. Uh, Madhouse has done lots of crazy things, but not Chainsaw Man. Uh, if my show, this uh, this is one I recommend everyone watches, and has only just finished airing, is the amazing Killing Eve. Uh, so this is a BBC and uh, British spy thriller. It's kind of got the same vibe as Death Note. Like it's a bit cat and mousey, and who's who are the villains and who aren't the villains. I mean, it should be obvious, but it also is a bit grey. Um, this is Phoebe Waller Bridge is a producer. So it's not anime, and that's surprising. Uh, yes, I, the Death Note is the only anime on the list. Spoiler, because uh, wow. I've kind of not exhausted my supply. Well, I've t- definitely talked about a lot of the anime so far, um, and I realised Death Note was only a previously an honourable mention. So there we are. Um, but yes, I very much recommend everyone watching Killing Eve. Uh, this is where Jodie Comer comes from, um, acting-wise. Uh, she is absolutely brilliant throughout and her mastery of accents is something else um and she's very very much a psychopath the character uh, not jody um but it's exciting and tense throughout the series is not too long so we've got four series so total of 32 episodes that's been airing over the course of oh gosh it's been a while uh oh April 2018 and it's only just finished airing. Um, had a lot of help with uh, BBC America as well. But um, it's very British, uh, it's a British spy thriller. So we're talking MI5 agents and um, Russian and German agents in there as well. So if you, if you, if again, if you kind of like the thrillery cat and mouse black comedy also, um, you know, psychopath humor. Uh, yeah, no, it is really good. It's really good. I challenge you not to fall in love with this show. No, it's uh, definitely on my list. Uh, I, yeah, obviously, Jodie Comer, I know Sandra O oh is brilliant in it as well because yeah. I believe she won awards as well and she came from Grey's Anatomy. Um, also, um, what's his name from The Witcher? What's the trainer's name, James? I can't believe I'm blanking on this now. Desimir, yeah, but not the actor, yeah, the actor. The actor he uh, he is in from the Witcher TV series. He is in uh, Killing Eve as well. So I know that. I believe he's uh, her contact in the uh, in the earlier oh, seasons. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's good. He is really good in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I heard. I heard the ending isn't up to a lot of people's standings. Uh, to be honest. I mean, it had to end somehow, and it was just like, yeah, it ended. But I think a lot of people who were upset at the ending just kind of wanted it to continue indefinitely but that wasn't going to happen because say Jodie Comer is on to uh, Hollywood A-listing movies now and... I mean I know she's a, she's a top pick for um, Susan Storm in Fantastic Four so she'd be yeah. absolutely brilliant at that also Tom Ellis if you know Lucifer Mr. Fantastic is rumoured as well so that'd mm. be absolutely amazing if that happened no this is definitely I'm gonna say, uh, Killing Eve is been like talked about by a lot of people and it, it, again like i think it's one of those shows i think christmas i'm gonna get a lot, bunch of these shows to just binge them all as much as i can i think that's probably the best way to go about it to be honest and this is definitely on my list so switching over to my next uh, option it is what should we go for next 
Let's talk about the old Dragon Ball Z. Uh, this is this is going to be on my list because I think this was this was my introduction to true anime. I, I I know Pokemon is anime, but I think that's sort of like you know, is it anime? Is it uh, is it not anime? It is, of course. It but is. Yeah, it, I think like Dragon Ball Z though. Dragon Ball Z that was more anime centric than like mm. it gave us more. F- it definitely gave uh, maybe understand the concept of filler a little bit more. The fact that twenty episodes for something to happen. But you know, I always remember finishing school, get my bowl of Nesquik, and going to watch Dragon Ball Z on Toonami back in the day. And I think like that was that was my staple for every day back at back at back in school, and I loved it so much. It was a Starship Troopers anime in the in the morning and Dragon Ball Z in the evening and. I know we talk about Goku's initial Super Saiyan transformation in um in in Dragon Ball Z, but it's Gohan's transformation for me to Super Saiyan Two, which is the pinnacle of that show. Not a huge fan of the Boo Saga. I have been vocal about this in the past because obviously I know Toyama uh, said that Gohan was supposed to become the central character for Dragon Ball Z, but obviously the backlash made Goku continue on. So I'm a bit frustrated with that. I know the recent movie had in for Super has dealt with those um, issues, like making Gohan a badass again, because he did k- kind of get nerfed after that. Uh, fun fact, people: never buy anything off eBay without reading the fine print, because I did get GT without the subtitles, so that was a uh, lovely back in the day on CD before there was DVDs. So that was a uh, that was fun to finally get. But no, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, I definitely put high on my list because. Obviously, with Dragon Ball Z as well, with Toonami, it was always on every Sunday. They'd have like a four or five hour just rerun a lot of the episodes. And it was just, it was just great when I'm just playing a video game to just have that on the background. And that was, that was my true introduction to like what I class as proper anime. And that's why it's definitely on my uh, top list. So yeah, that's my, uh, that's my next pick. So we're going to uh, send it back to James now for his next pick. Cool. And I'm going to go for a sci-fi show that I think I probably have mentioned in previous podcasts before. And... I'm pretty sure Mike knows what I'm going to go with here, and it's The Expanse. It's on my list as well, dude. <laughs> such, such a good show. They actually try and be more realistic. With It's one of the more realistic shows in terms of how they handle the sci-fi elements, and it's it, it's politics in space, uh, essentially. You've got the you've got your working class out in the outer... Um, whatever, whatever the Belters. Belt, the and you've got your Mars, and then you've got your Earth. And you've got basically three different sections of society all clashing, all like um, vying for power, and as well as some uh, more sci-fi trappings going on with some mysterious. I don't want to give too much too much away, but uh, definitely worth a watch if you've not seen it already. An illegal spy agency discovers the theft of a prototype weapon. Derek, codename Confused Llama, and his handler Frank, codename Majestic Vol investigate the theft. A naive man with fanciful notions, Derek sets out on his inept journey to reclaim the weapon from villainous hands, unaware of the hidden tale following him. Enter the world of Confused Llama, a spy's tale. A short comedic spy thriller available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Oh no, definitely. I, I love the fact that my some of my family just didn't watch the show because obviously in the first episode there is a zero G sex scene, and I said to them, "Just get past it. That's literally the start of the show. Get past it, and you'll be fine." It's a ma- amazing show, an amazing cast. Uh, one of my favorite characters, which I didn't expect going into as much, is um, Amos, played by West Chatham. I think he's one of the best actors in that entire show, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, and obviously, yeah. good arc. 
and also um uh president Abasarala, uh Shuri Agdashlu, I hope I pronounced her name correctly. She if any time her voice is anywhere, I automatically know who she is. She's sort of, she's sort of got like the you know that such a recognizable voice now that anywhere like when the new Assassin's Creed trailer came up for Mirage, I knew it was her automatically in that video game, which I thought was brilliant. You are right on the um, you know, the realistic aspect, the fact that, you know, the whole gravity issue with the belters and like stretched height and everything and when they torture them on Earth with gravity and so realistic and there's an episode in how uh, the whole, you know, dealing with the pressures of G-Force as they go into speed uh, is in one episode. Very fucked up, but very brilliant how they approached it. And I think that's how society will go for us as well. Also, the fact that Amazon took this on after Sci-Fi cancelled it, uh, I, this, this show literally gives me hope for Mass Effect when they eventually do that. I think with this, if you could do this show, Mass Effect is easily achievable. Because it's more science fiction, it's more sci-fi than science fact. So this is I get I get the comparison basically, uh, Star Trek and Star Wars. So the Expanse is more science fact, Mass Effect is more science fiction because they are roughly in the same time period as well. Like you know, it's the 22, 2300s as well. So I believe by that point. So yeah, and also ironically, Mars is a central point as well for that story. But yeah, no, I. It's six seasons. It's about 60 episodes in total. It's all on Amazon Prime, people. Uh, yeah, again, I put this on my list myself. Um, it, it's such a stunning show. How they deal with combat in space, how they fight in space. Also, the fact that there's no sound in space like it should be, how they designed it correctly. The ship designs are stunning. I have the I still have the Rossinate, uh, which is like the main, the main flagship ship of the show. Uh, and there are other actors in the show, which I, Thomas Jane, uh, he's in the earlier seasons. He's he's brilliant in the show. As it does, it, it starts off as a d- detective show, and goes on from there. As James said, the political aspect again, so so stunning. And it had a really good ending for a show as well, in my opinion. And also, it makes you want to go read the books because the 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 show finishes, and you can literally pick up the books and continue onwards. Got to check them out. Oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So that's uh that's uh James' next pick. We're gonna. Flip it back to Fergus for his next pick now. Next, we have the classic series, Breaking Bad. Um, I've only just... Well, I'll say only just. Uh, this was a lockdown binge show for me. Um, I did start watching series one, but kind of dropped off. Um, but that was, again, that was 2008. So I guess I had other priorities back then. Uh, but I've recently watched all five seasons and the movie uh in not one sitting but maybe a couple of weeks um during lockdown and it is a truly amazing show um i think the biggest surprise was brian cranston uh really because to go from malcolm in the middle yeah i mean that's what i can't well i grew up with it was a round kind of um when i was growing up and so that's who he was to me for the and then I think it, it works so well because you kind of like the first few episodes, you kind of assume he's going to be the similar sort of character and then to descend into drug lord extraordinaire that he becomes very quickly uh, is just amazing. Um, his acting breadth is also just incredible. Yeah, so I've literally got a Breaking Bad poster behind me right now. And yes. um, I do agree, like I... I initially attempted to watch this show, and yeah, I, I say this to everyone. 
the second the first season is quite slow like there's you know it, it takes quite a while for the first season to get going i compare it to the office season one like the american office season one uh james got a point here i mean i, I don't personally i mean i understand i understand why you say that i don't personally agree because so i think first season is very very important i think first episode as a pilot episode is one of the best pilot episodes um in, in tv it's really good and first episode you really do get to see um Walter White, Brian Cranston's character, you really do get to see his kind of like uh, you get to see him basically as, as somebody completely fish out of water, completely unable to kind of like potentially killing people for the first time and really out, out of necessity and really hating it, kind of um right at the start of his evolution towards um going full on evil kind of I don't want to say evil, but it's it's, it's the wrong word, it's quite a great show. But it's yeah, firstly, I, I like the, I, I rate the first season, so I, I like the first season. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I've, um, and I, I believe I read somewhere that um, you know, Jesse Pinkman, um, Aaron Paul's character wasn't actually supposed to be in the show as much as he wasn't supposed to become like the the second, like, the the main star alongside um, uh, Brian Cranston. And again, you know, as uh, Fergus said, I didn't put this on my list personally because I knew probably one of you two would have put this, but like, yeah, Malcolm in the Middle was my show. I knew him from. And obviously he was in Power Rangers before that, which I still find hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, this show and the ending to the show was perfect. Like, you know, there was no way this show could have ended any other way, to be honest. Like, if they did, I think it would have been been an injustice to the TV show. And it did introduce us to uh, Giancarlo. Obviously, he was in many other TV shows and films by this point. But, you know, Gus Fring, Giancarlo Esposito to the point he is now where I still I still want a man to play a good person in a TV show now because it just seems like every character he plays now is just like, like in the Mandalorian, he's just space Gus Fring. Like it's just, it just feels like, you know, that's who he is. I feel that character's going to stick for some time. And cause... it did, it did, you know, it did, it did give us, you know, that famous bell scene, which I won't spoil for people. Uh, the episode with the, uh, the bunny, uh, uh, you know, finding out what happens there. I think it's an amazing piece of television, like that entire is it is it just the episode? Is it the season that deals with that? If I'm correct, is the start start season starts with that? If I'm correct, the bunny is definitely more than one episode. That was a whole massive plot. Well, unexpected plot arc. I think. It, well, the it it depend. Yeah, I would say season. Certainly, a few episodes there. Season season two is a whole thing which um, is hinted at throughout, like at the beginning, but you don't know the relevance to it until the end. Mm. And I know, I know James is a big fan of Better Call Saul. So if I was to say, well, I, I presume you are. Are you, are, you, are you saying Better Call Saul is on my list? Are you presuming that I've got Better Call Saul on my I list? I mean, I, I, well, the fact, I know this is an audio podcast, but the fact that James is literally shifty-eyed as soon as I mentioned Better Call Saul, because I, this is literally, on, we'll, we'll get to, probably get to James, you know, my flip about it, but, you know, I'm going to save that for discussion when we get to it, but I've got a question for James when we get to it. I think you'll know the question I'm going to ask you because I haven't seen Better Call Saul yet. It's def- Now that it's finished, I'm going to go watch it because I did try to get into it when it first came out, but I don't know what it was. I had a disconnect with it. I don't mm. know what it was. Yeah, I had the same thing. I think I tried to watch it straight after binging all five seasons and the movie of Breaking Bad, and I think it was just too much of the Breaking Bad extended universe. So I'm, I've decided to have a break and try and go back to it. How did you feel about El Camino, by the way? I was I was okay. Yeah, with it. I it was good, but it was additional rounding off of the ending. Um, somewhat satisfying. Like 
in its own right, if you'd just seen El Camino, no, no. But no. coming straight off the back of watching the entire Breaking Bad, yes. I know uh, Vince Gilligan has has said like that's it for the Breaking Bad universe. Now he won't be doing any like you know other spin-off shows because now he's going to uh, yeah. Apple TV now with a character from um, Better Call Saul, uh, Rhea Seahorn. She was in the Better Call Saul. I think the secondary lead actress, lead actress, more than the character. Uh, yes, the actress. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the actress. Yeah, Rhea Seahorn. She's uh, leading the role. It's got a two-season straight-to-series order from Amazon, Apple, Apple TV. And I've heard, I don't know if this is confirmed, but I've heard it might be slightly sci-fi based, which is interesting, like completely different to what he's done before. That's not confirmed. People, have, that's just why I've read somewhere. It might just be an odd thing, but he's an amazing writer. And also he um, appears in Community, the TV show, in a very, very brief cameo. You guys seen Community? Yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're referring to. Yeah, buckets and bullets. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, in the let's try cocaine episode. <laughs> I didn't realize that was him until much later, to be honest. But uh, yeah, Breaking Bad is such a um, such an amazing show. I'm glad, you know, I didn't put my because I knew one of you want to both put it, and I'm definitely looking forward to asking James the question I want to ask him. Which he, I know I'm gonna, he knows what I'm gonna ask him when we get to that. But we're gonna go to Fergus now for his uh, his next pick. Uh, we just did Breaking Bad. But oh yeah, sorry. So okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, I just realised. Yeah, so it is my next pick. Sorry. Yeah, that's uh, just gonna show you having a good conversation, people. So my next show um is Brooklyn Nine Nine. Let's let's just get let's mm-hmm. just say Brooklyn Nine. Let's get it. You know, we've discussed this in our top. It is my favorite comedy TV series because I think Brooklyn Nine Nine did something for TV which I think hasn't been done in many years. I think it's one of those shows that you could put on any episode. It's it's the modern day Friends in my opinion. You could put on any episode of that TV show and it's still funny. You can still rewatch it. In my household, you will hear that theme song intro all the time. You know, Andy Samberg has created it such an amazing show. Um, I think it had a great ending because when the, um, obviously when the Black Lives Matter movement happened in America, which is, uh, you know, a really terrible time, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was going through the process of writing its script and, you know, getting the production started. But how, how do you do a police comedy with the situation that's going on. It, it, it's an extremely difficult process to do. So what they did was all the scripts they had, they just threw them out and just started anew. They just, let, you know, let's just automatically look. And they did put that storyline in the final season from what I've read. And I've heard it worked out quite yeah. well from what I've read. No. Um, where is where is it on? I had it, I, I watched it early in the year on, I think, I think, think channel4.com. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm somewhere like that. Okay, yeah, but no, I've uh, I've uh, to be honest, I've I've watched people react to it, so I've I've seen parts of the fantasies. I've just not fully seen it myself yet. But from what I've seen, it does have a great ending, in my opinion. Uh, there's one person I wish was introduced into the show at one point, but he never did, which is kind of sad. I thought that would have been a a nice topping to the show. Um, and it really deals with some like really like serious stuff at some points. There's an entire episode about racism, you know. Um, sexual, uh, um, you know, people getting, you know, sexual assault and everything that deals with like that stuff and everything, and just does, just really does deal with some serious subjects. Like he said, she said episodes, um, which is also directed by Stephanie Beatrice. That episode, that's why you don't see it that much in the episode. Um, and I just think the cast is just lovely. I love the fact that Terry Crews was like, can I just be called Terry in the show? I think that, I think that was great. Andre Brower was very scared to be in a comedy show because he wasn't a comedian. He wasn't like you know. And the fact that he's actually the probably one of the funniest parts of that entire TV series, 
I think that just goes to show his acting ability. I still say that Andy Samberg should play Johnny Cage as more as um in the more combat t- in the more combat movie. I've got the fan art people. Maybe we'll put that out there later. Again, this is just my favorite comedy TV series, and this will have to put on my list because if I'm feeling a bit down, there's an entire episode that's just in a box, like a, a like an interrogation room, and it's just mainly three people in one room. James probably know the episode I'm on about. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing. That's that's actually my favorite. One of my favorite episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like you know. The acting ability of Sterling K. Brown in the episode, I won't say why, it's just stunning. And also, it gave us the uh, Backstreet Boys uh, um, cold opening, which everyone knows about, which, uh, yeah, it's, um, it gives us one of the funniest cold openings to a TV show ever. So that's my, um, that's my last, uh, last pick for my favorite uh, TV shows. Uh, so I'm presuming we're going to our final episodes now, the final shows now. So we're going to go to James for... So James, what is your... Final TV show pick. Well, we've got two left. Oh, yeah, it's two? two left. Okay. Yeah. Have two left. Oh, that's why, because um, I spoke about The Expanse with James. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, two guys now. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. James, what's your so, next pick? I'm wondering what it could be. I'm going to remove my top, what was in my top slot to uh, my now slot. And that is Ingo. No, it's Best Call Soul. It is, yeah, yeah, you, you are right. I definitely had better call Saul there. I absolutely loved it. So it's much, it, it is it is a little bit slow. It is more of a character drama uh, than Breaking Bad. So it's, it is a little bit slower than Breaking Bad. But in my opinion, it, what, what, what a character drama. It is so good. Just watching the evolution of uh, Jimmy McGill into Saul Goodman. It's, um, I think it was a revelation back to see uh, Definitely one, probably Bob Odenkirk's best roles is in Better Call Saul. Honestly, um, and I have to ask the question now. You know the question I'm going to ask you. Wh- which one would you say is better? Because I've heard oh, I've heard conversations about Saul. this. To be honest, Better Call Saul's on my list, and Breaking Bad isn't. Although part of that is because I knew folks was going to have Breaking Bad, but for me it is Better Call Saul. I mean, I absolutely love Breaking Bad, but Better Call Saul just felt um, I don't know it was just a little bit more up my street, essentially. Could you say it's these because it had how to put this? It had more slower paced character development for these specific characters, whereas Breaking Bad did feel like it was only focusing on like certain aspects at certain points. So that's probably why you appreciate that show more. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, again, it's, it's on my list. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. I suppose I've got a, I've got a slight tangent here, but one of my frustrations with like Witcher uh, season two was that I remember reading stuff about them saying that they trying to adapt the book. Because it was too, there wasn't a lot going on. You know, it was too kind of like character focus. Now, Better Call Saul is, is a show that can, you know, just fo- just really narrow in and focus on that character, on that character drama. There are, time, there are times in the show, some episodes when there's lots going on, but you, you get a lot of the game warfare and all of that kind of stuff. And there's, you know, there's times when it's really just zooming in on uh, two or three characters and their kind of uh, growth, and it's it absolutely can can be done extremely well. Yeah, well then, uh, we're gonna we're gonna flip back to Fergus for his uh, his next show. Uh, so at number four, in no particular order, this is might come out of the blue, but um, full circle with Michael Palin. Uh, to be honest, the entire um, travel documentary series Michael Palin did is amazing. Um, so I, I got the box set of this when I was. Oh, what was it, 13, 14, maybe? Uh, and really sort of triggered my 
want to go and see the world, uh, which I then spent the next five or 10 years doing. Um, but so Michael Palin, you'll know him from Monty Python, um, retired from being a Python and was approached by BBC to just do a few travel series. Uh, I think the first one was Around the World in 80 Days, uh, which, you know, is a pretty standard travel series the BBC would do. Uh, I think they're still doing covers of it to this day. Um, but it was amaz- amazingly successful. Uh, so then he went pole to pole. So all the way down. Uh, full Circle is um around the pacific so this will be russia japan south korea china um yeah no it's truly amazing um it's dated somewhat because a lot of the places he's traveled to in this in these series have changed quite a lot um especially places like russia uh let's say japan korea i think he briefly poked his head into north korea um yeah, I mean, if you want to see what the world was like in the sort of like 90s and enjoy Python-esque humor, I, again, very much recommend these series. Um, I'm not entirely sure where you get them these days. Um, so I had to have an old-fashioned DVD box set. Uh, I'm at, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'll be free on like free documentary channels. But um, yeah, no, this, I, I think this is a series that changed my life, really. Um, because, as I say, I spent a very considerable part of my youth trying to go to all of these places <laughs> as a result. Well, then, I mean, I, I, this, is a, this is a show I feel my friends definitely uh, watched back in the day. Um, I'm surprised, like, some of the streaming services haven't, like, picked that up possibly, because, you know, with all the documentary hype and everything that's going around the world at the moment, that's uh, mm. possibly something that could have been picked up. Yeah, it's, it's still pretty much owned by BBC, um, so I guess it's within their remit to... Broadcast and sell where they see fit. Uh, also, it's pretty old, and the picture format is four by three. So I, guess, I imagine that's not helping matters. I mean, four by three. We'll get to that in a second with four by three. But uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's an awesome pick, man. Speaking of four by three, uh, my next show originally premiered in four by three, and uh, now has its HD versions. But I and it's got its Netflix adaptation coming out soon. I'm talking about the animated show from 2005 to 2008, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Now we spoke about this previously on previous podcasts, but this is one of this is you know one of my favorite TV shows ever. Like it had its many spin-offs, you know, Akora, which is a stunning show in my own opinion. Uh, it did did dip off in its second season, but like it's still an amazing show. But Avatar: The Last Airbender, apart from one episode, which is which is still good but not amazing. Some of the best animation in a TV show I've ever seen at the time. The fact this is a Nickelodeon show as well, which was quite shocking Shocking when I found that out. The narrative behind it, like, you know, the fact there's, like, genocide in this world and everything, you know, totalitarianism, imperialism. This goes going off over, you know, the wiki page as well. You know, it's like, you know, based on this boy who has to, like, take on this huge mantle of, like, defeating an entire nation because he, you know, he ran away from it at first. And, and the really cultural depths it goes into, like the fact that this show drew inspiration, like each nation, like the fire, earth, water, and air nations, draw insp- real culture inspiration from different nations. So obviously China is uh, earth nation, Japan is fire nation, um, Inuits are um, 
the uh, waterbenders, um, and the uh, air temple nation was uh, Tibetan. You know, the monk, you know, uh, Buddhism. You know, that religious aspect as well, from what I saw. Um, and I think the whole idea of like you know a character who has this entire lineage previously behind him, and he's having to take on this mantle is such a huge challenge for such a for such a child. Obviously, the Netflix show is coming out soon. I'm I'm concerned with it because Netflix's anime adaptations have not gone down well. But the reason I have hope for the show is they have said it will be a pretty much adaptation of the show. But I think they're going to make tweaks. For one thing, in the in the actual animated show, it takes place over an entire year. That's it. They can't do that for the Netflix show because it's going to be a multi-year thing. It'll be. I reckon what will happen is basically. There's this whole thing of like this comet is going to come over and it's going to block out the sun and that's where they can attack the Fire Nation. Um, I think it's going to be four years. That's what I think it will be. I think it'll be set over four years. That's what they do. And I know, I think they're probably going to change the romance aspect for the show. There's this huge Ang, not Ong, not the fucking movie pronunciation of Ong, Ang. And uh, his, um, I think they're going to change the romance aspect. I think it's going to be Zuko and um, Katara in the, in the uh, Netflix show because they'll be closer in age than uh, Aang is. I think they'll be doing that, because you've seen the uh, Avatar Last Airbender, haven't you, uh, Fergus? I have. I've seen quite a lot of it. I've not seen it end-to-end, because it's one of these shows I kind of grew up with, and similar sort of viewing experience to Pokemon. Uh, But it is truly great. Um, The characters are great. The adventures they go on are amazing. Um, Zuko's just such a good good character. He's one of the best animated character events in history, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The more of this show, the better, in my opinion. I say, I hope they don't mess it up. But... I mean, we are getting, you know, a free movie. So, like, because they've created the Avatar Studios now on Nickelodeon. You know, we're getting yeah. more movies, more TV shows. Like, you know, we're getting all that stuff and everything. And obviously, we are getting the Netflix show. So, if the Netflix show doesn't work out, we're still getting more Avatar content down the line. I will give the film one credit. That is it. One credit for the film, which I bite my teeth into saying this. The visual effects. Like the actual quality of the visual effects are really good. I'm going to give them that. The actual narrative and how they use those visual effects is b- b- bullshit. Because have you seen the movie, Fergus? Uh, I don't think I have, you know. Don't. Because I shit you not, they have eight earthbenders do like this really martial arts formation. And then mm. a pebble floats across the screen. A fucking pebble. I'm yeah. sorry, but these people are supposed to move mountains and, like, you know, massive water. But, yeah, it is an awful, awful film. Like, mm. which is really frustrating because the teaser trailer is literally the Fire Nation coming to attack Aang in an air temple, like the show. Yeah. And obviously, and you know, not. <laughs> it, gave us that ma- it gave us that amazing meme, but then the Fire Nation attacked, you know, <laughs> which I love that meme so much. And, you know, such great voice actor you know mark hamill is in the show as the as the emperor and everything and yeah. you know dante basco who was in uh who's rufio in hook plays zuko he's such a great voice actor uh my whitman from arrested development and uh scott pilgrim she is katara you know such great voice acting and everything and that's that, that that's the reason why i put this on my list i don't want to spoil the show too much even though the show is almost 20 years old i don't want to spoil it for people because it's so good and then yeah, go watch no. cora yeah absolutely worth going back and even today watching it from episode one and cora again cora does dip in its second season my my point but there's a in the third season there's an animated fight in the third season that they do 
me and my friend uh we talked about that afterwards because it was so perfect and it was a it was a nice continuation because obviously you know it's the avatar cycle you know one one dies and it continues on and it follows it follows the asian it follows the asian culture through different time periods so you know it's really interesting to see where it goes next because i just basically saying it, if they do another avatar show after Korra, that would be a modern day tv show like it would be a superhero show by that point because how does the avatar fit into modern society with technology because when you watch Korra, they've built technology that can combat the avatar quite well it's just a rich narrative for that tv show and that's why i put it uh, as my uh pretty much number one pick essentially for a tv show so now we're going to go to james's uh final pick cool yes my number two pick um or my last pick is black mirror so it's I uh, tried. Black mirror. yeah i struggle with black mirror as well so, nice fair play everybody's got black mirror on our list no. So no, I basically the first episode that I was told to so basically I was going through a down period at the time, so I was told to watch the QA episode. Yeah, it's depressing, isn't that it? That was the worst <laughs> episode to be given. Very dark episode. Yeah. I could just give why not give me the pig fucking episode? Like oh you know, so like that just literally the first episode, not the QA episode. Yeah, David it's crazy how um he basically predicted that David Cameron scandal with that very first episode of Black Mirror way back in the day. Because it wasn't on Netflix originally, it was originally um, well, one of the UK's special channels. Channel 4, I believe it was, probably. Yeah, probably. But I finally recommend the show. So all, all five seasons were on Netflix. We've got a sixth season on the way, uh, I believe, which is long overdue, but looking, very much looking forward to it. It's kind of, I suppose, in a, in a way, it's, it's, it's a modern-day Twilight Zone. Um, diff, different stories, with, but it's all technological. It all has a technological angle to it. There's always some kind of like dark twist response to that kind of technological angle and it fast fascinating all about very very different uh ideas as well you've got episodes which are kind of it's hard not to spoil some of them so but, i know one of the episodes if i'm correct like deals with like like a like society like you know are yes. you liked mm. and i think yes. you know the orville have you seen the orville so the orville is a science fiction tv show it's not like a parody on star trek originally but it's a stunning show has an entire episode where it's culture is based on that like similar similar to black mirror and i'm looking at the world today and i could see something happening to probably oh. not to the degree black mirror goes but yeah i see a lot of black mirrors episodes as a warning to how things could be if we misuse technology uh and i i agree with that i think it's quite i think that episode is quite prescient and it's it, it kind of like highlights some frustrating aspects with how society could potentially Go. Because uh, obviously we had the uh, the Bandersnatch uh, pick your choice movie as well, yeah. which I've heard yeah, was quite absolutely. good. I played it. For, I only played it for it once, but yeah, no, it's uh, very different. Uh, it goes in some very unexpected uh, ways, but so yeah, no, that's such a like you know um, such an interesting thing. And I, I know there's an episode with um, a video game episode with Anthony Mackie and Yaha Abdul Mateen II. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that's a very good episode as well. And obviously you have the Star Trek episode as well. Well, esque episode ironically with um with the guy from <laughs> breaking bad in the in the show just oh sorry he's season four jesse plemons yes yes that's good yeah. episode. It's, it's all good and uh yeah season six uh should be coming out probably probably come out next year to be honest at this point but yeah no that's uh that's awesome that's your final pick so we're gonna go now rounding it off with fergus's final choice so this might be a surprise to my fellow hosts, but this show is a Disney show. 
I'm sorry, what? Like the man who doesn't even have a Disney have Plus Disney account. Plus. I know. This is originally started airing in 2012 on the original version of the Disney Channel and is named Impossible. No, it's not too far <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> Gravity Falls. I've heard how amazing this show is. It like, is I've, really yeah. good. Like uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 100%, um, which I don't know. Yeah, I'm the, I don't know many shows that have got that higher rating. Um, but it's just really different. I mean, so the premise is a couple of kids get dumped on their great granddad, Grunkle Stan, who runs a tourist trap called the Mystery Shack in kind of like mid-America woodlands. So the sort of place you'd expect to find yetis and ufos and this sort of general american touristy stuff right uh but turns out it's all real or as far as the kids are concerned it's all real so they find these little bottomless pits and um gnomes and ufos and like it's only two seasons uh 40 episodes it doesn't feel like 40 episodes at all um, like it covers quite a lot of very interesting things. The adventures are very interesting. It has a place that it is going, and it has several twists. Like it's not just an episode thing. Like it all it has a through narrative. Not that it feels like it when you first start out, but um, again, would very much recommend if you're into, I guess, things like um, the regular show. Again, in a similar sort of vein. Um, I guess Gravity Falls is a bit more weird. Um, I know this um, show is definitely on my list because uh, there's another show as well called The Owl House that I've been yeah. recommended. Like I, and I know that show's been praised because it's got big LGBTQ representation, which is awesome, especially for a Disney Disney show uh, to be on Disney. Um, and there's 40 episodes of that as well. So like, and when I, you know, when I first heard about these both of these shows actually, uh, Gravity Falls a little bit sooner, um, and Owl House later on. I definitely think these are two shows I'm definitely going to put on my list because I'm just finishing up New Girl at the moment on Disney Plus. I, I might rewatch mm. again of that. But yeah, those two are definitely on my list because I've heard amazing things. One of my favorite reactors from last week, Blind Wave, they've just finished watching Gravity Falls as well. So it might be nice to actually go back and watch the show and then see their reactions. So ironically, linking this week's episode to last week's episode. Thanks for that, Fergus. Uh, yeah, I've just heard amazing things about the show. You know, I've heard also Gravity Falls, like when it comes to animation, a lot of people compare today's like animation styles that people are doing to Gravity Falls. So I know yeah. a lot of animation companies are doing the more what would we class the new animation style as? Cutesy or like um basic but not basic animation styles? It's uh, hard to say. Uh, but it has there's a specific, you know, when you see it, you know there's a specific art style to it. And I feel yeah. a lot of people put Gravity Falls as I didn't realise it was 2012 though. Yeah, 2012 to 2014. So again, yeah. only two years, but as still being talked about today, uh, so massively impactful in the sort of not even adult animation scene, just like the general animation scene in the West. Um, Owl, the Owl House is from the same creator as Gravity Falls, uh, Alex Hirsch. Um, who so is just goes to show why, yeah. Voice actor in it as well. I think both. So it just goes to show, you know, why people would find those those two so appealing, and the fact that you know they've gone mm. on to create shows that have been highly praised by a lot of communities, which is really awesome to see. To us. And it's it's great to see 
you know, representation in cartoons, which we don't hugely get a lot of the time. And um, I don't know if uh, Gravity Falls deals with that at all. It's more just like the interesting stories that come from that. But I know Our House definitely does do that. There's some nods here and there. It's not especially overt with it. But again, this is 2012 Disney. Um, so I think it was progressive for the time. I think we've come a long way since 2012. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. And it's really great to see, like, I'm... You know, I know I watched, uh, I ended up watching the show uh, She-Ra Princesses of Power. I was like, oh, what is this show? But then I watched it. It has massive, you know, LGBTQ representation. You know, the main character has like an entire, you know, you know, bisexual, you know, narrative to it, which I thought was awesome. You know, you don't get that in TV shows like that a lot of the time. Obviously, mm. there was the jokes back in the day that He-Man and Skeletor just needed to basically fucking get it over with. And that's pretty much what it is. She just needed the bone. That's what it happens. But yeah, no, She-Ra was such a great show, and I highly recommend that to people as well. Like, it, it is it is honestly a great show on Netflix, so go check that out. And uh, yeah, go check out uh, Focus Recommendation, Gravity Falls, and also The Owl House from the same creator, because I got that recommended that as well. So, um, yeah. But that is it, people. That is our top TV shows. That's, what, that's our favorite TV shows, you know. Um, it's actually great to see such a variety of TV shows in this as well, like, you know, so many good TV shows for people to go out and watch, you know, something they can really enjoy and really great to have. Um, yeah. So yeah, people, that is it. That is the end of our episode. That is a lovely wrap up. Um, so going into our outro, if you've got any questions, queries or compliments with any, uh, feedback, any suggestions, what are your favorite TV shows? Some that you enjoy, some that maybe didn't enjoy as much at first, but then you came back to it and you, it became such a, a great TV show like myself and Fergus. We initially tried to watch Breaking Bad, went away from it, came back to it, loved, you know, really enjoyed it. You know, it, it's interesting you get these kinds of shows that do that. Uh, so yeah, again, if you want to do that, email us, email us, email us. I'll get there eventually, people. Email us at nmipodcast at outlook.com. That's nmipodcast at outlook.com. Or uh, tweet us uh, uh, at NMICast or send us a comment on Instagram when the uh, episode goes up, you know, or send us a DM on there, you know, it'd be great to get your questions or queries or compliments from that. So, yes, right. Next week's episode or the week after, we will be doing favorite game soundtracks. So, definitely look forward to having that with our possible guests coming on as well. I'm also going to be going on to another podcast soon to talk about favorite video game uh, episodes. That's That will be on the uh, Missing Manual. So, go check that episode out of uh, the Missing Manual, which is a uh, Connor's podcast, his uh, his plug he did a couple of weeks ago, so that's really awesome indeed. So hey, listen for me on there. Right, I've been your host, Nate. I want to thank Fergus and James for joining me again today for this lovely episode with you lovely people. Yeah, Thanks for having me once again. Right, people, you stay safe, everyone. Keep safe. And also, God of War next week, people, we will be recording the episode just before it comes out, but the episode will be out by the time it comes out, and uh, yeah, definitely look forward to that. And also, uh, Black Panther is out next week as well, people. Go check that out. And uh, Black, Black Adam as well. Such such good content coming out. Stay safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.